Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ultras podcast. Uh, I'm with I'm Ahmed, and uh, with me is uh, El Basha. What's going on, Ahmed? Uh, everything's good. How are you? Good, good, man. World Cup. Um, so yeah, let's. Uh, you know, it's uh, only about a week left, uh, and at this point, uh, most of the squads have their teams. Uh, submitted we have only a few teams left that have not uh, but the first group that we're going to start with that does have all their squads ready is group e um, and in this group we have uh, the two big powerhouses uh, previous winners of world cup uh, we have spain and germany uh, as well joining them in that group is going to be costa rica and japan here it is. Yeah. Costa Rica, Germany, Japan, and Spain. Okay. Um, so, so, which team do you want to? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. And, uh, I just, uh, uh, we can start off with, uh, you know, alphabetically, I guess. We'll start off with Costa Rica. Um, Costa Rica. Okay. Costa Rica um, barely made it into this World Cup. Uh, they had a, I think it was only off by a goal, really, by Campbell that really put them into the world, into, into this uh, edition of the World Cup. Um, you know, they have an, uh, they have a good squad this year, but still, they're, um, they, they did struggle. Uh, so, uh, can you give us, you know, a quick uh, history of Costa Rica in the World Cup? Um, their previous, uh, their previous uh, engagements in it. Um, players that we're going to be seeing, uh, and uh, you know, we'll discuss some tactics and what what they would have to do to maybe, or I guess, hopefully for them, get into the next group stage or into the next stage of the uh, World Cup. Well, uh, Costa Rica is is the only team from Central America that qualified uh, to the World Cup. They're the only team, of course, that won. Were able to win uh, more, uh, at least one. World Cup game, but they have won five different World Cup games. Also, uh, they've qualified. They've qualified beyond the group stages, and actually, they went as far as the um, quarterfinals in 2014, which they right. uh, lost against the Netherlands with uh, with the penalties. Right. Uh, and their the first World Cup qualification was in 1990. So from 1990 was the peak, was the accomplishments where the accomplishments started for Costa Rica. And then going that from 1990 till now, they qualified to most of the World Cups. Um, they are they are three-time CONCACAF Cup winners, but those were, you know, as as, as early as late as eight, 1989. So we haven't seen Costa Rica perform, you know, at a, their highest level in, in a very long time. Yes, yes. Uh, their World Cup qualification, like if you go back and see the um, their qualifiers and, and the um, what's it called the Concacaf when they were playing, they've only lost. I'll show you here. One second. So they are a three-time winner for the Concacaf Gold Cup winners. Um, you know they were the runner-up in twenty in two thousand and two. Um, as well as having, you know, um, I, I believe the Central American Copa, which uh, they last did win in 2014. Uh, but they've, you know, consistently, you know, had a good run there where they were the winner 16 times, 2014, 2013, 2007, 2005. So we see that with respect, within respect to, you know, 
their surrounding area and the region they're in, that they are a strong uh, team, uh, especially, you know, when you have, if you've seen their, you know, if you've, if you've been paying attention to their matches in the past, you know, for the World uh, Cup qualifiers, and yes, they, they barely made it into the World Cup qualifiers, but they've only, you know, lost to Canada. They've, lo- they've, they've had a bunch of draws. Uh, so it, that's what really put them in the, in that tough position of having to, you know, uh, or needing to qualify in such a way. Is it's it's mostly draws if we look at the at the uh, yeah mostly draws about four draws and three losses for them. And I believe two of those were just against Canada, and one of them was against the United States. With I think it was a late winner for the U.S. Uh, I think it was a three-two win for the U.S. that day. Yeah, their their winners are right here. So you got the uh, the la- the March thirtieth against uh, USA, the Costa Rica, uh, yeah, Costa Rica USA two now, and then they they had their win against Salvador, and then against Canada, and then against Jamaica. I think they started pulling off their wins towards the end in a way to beat Panama, which were only f- they won by only four points away, but uh, right. just to secure that fourth spot. Um, at at the time, see. as well, don't forget is that Canada didn't even need to win that game; they were already qualified. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, yeah. I think I think that was Canada's first loss in the qualifiers, right? They that was that was the there. first loss for Canada. Um, but yeah, you know, we have Costa Rica. Um, I don't want to say it's the strongest team in the in that group, but um, they, you know, I think they can pose a, a great threat in, in some games because you know. I know he's injured right now, but you know you have Kaylor Navas, and Kaylor Navas is uh, you know one of the top keepers in the world. Um, you know, multiple uh, Champions League winner with Real Madrid. Uh, he's doing great at PSG. Uh, so you know they have that backstop for them. You know that last line of uh, defense, you can say. Yeah, unfortunately he is injured. I don't know, but he still made it to the list, so I don't know when he, how bad of an injury it is. Um, but looking at their squad, the Costa Rica squad, um, there's not a lot of players that are known to, uh, you know, they're not, they're not known as, as if, I mean, in, in Europe, a lot of them, they play within the, uh, Central American, Central American or South American leagues. Uh, it's just been a, a place for, uh, uh, Sunderland. And I mean, Sunderland are even in the, uh, they're not even in the, in the, uh, uh, premier league. And then you got, um, and then you got uh, uh, Oscar Dorante who plays for Al Al Wahda. I'm yeah. just trying to remember which Al Wahda it is. Is, is. is it the the one from the UAE or the one from uh, from um, uh, from uh, what's it called? Uh, there's another Al Wahda as well, but the one yeah, that's coming to my mind is from, he, so he is in Saudi Arabia, and. Oh um, yeah, yeah, the Saudi Arabian Wahda. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're and right. and the thing is about is 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 that's it's definitely that it's def, it's definitely for sure that you know the powerhouses the powerhouse leagues in the world are in Europe, but you yes. know at the end of the day this is the World Cup, so we can say that you know the, to these players it's like you know this is the time that I gotta show off my best because um, you know I'm here representing the country that I came from. That's one, and there is a there is a prize at the end of this for for our country that we can you know grab. And uh, the third thing is for them is I want to get noticed because um, uh, if, 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 if they do perform well, they, you know, they'll be, they'll be entering a world stage of super, superstardom. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, um, you know, for, for players who play on 
uh, teams like Costa Rica, you know, they see this as a uh, as an opportunity. Yeah, definitely. And and one of one of the things for uh, uh, for teams like Costa Rica is the the fact that they're not known to a lot of uh, the teams. Like, if we, like for example. Um, if we go back and look at the, uh, th their group, like we're talking about, um, we're talking about, uh, Germany, Japan, and Spain. So Germany and Spain, a lot of the players we know already, uh, you can, the, the coach, the Colombian coach for Costa Rica can also predict, uh, the way they play, uh, the way they do things. So they're an open book when it comes to, uh, Costa Rica, if they, when they're planning to play their game against, uh, against Germany and Spain and Japan, but on the other hand, it's it's a lot of homework for the coaches for Germany and Spain because they don't know a lot of the players. As you said, the only one that's known in Europe is Navas, and he's the most, you know, the most famous one for Costa Rica. Um, I want to go back here and I want to check the um, the Costa Rica the usual formation that they play with or the tactics that they play with. I think you're on the wrong. Yeah. You go up. You're on the wrong. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Costa Rica right here. Yeah. So, so usually, uh, this is the formation for, um, for, um, Costa Rica. And, and right off the bat, you can tell he's, you know, you know, you got a four, two, four here, or you can mm -hmm. say a four, four, two, whichever it's a four, two, four realistically. Yeah, and, and you know you have those strong that's the strong four in the back you know holding it down you know that he's probably not most likely not going to let those two left the left back and the right back move up out of that position especially when you have teams like you know germany and spain uh, and uh, a team like japan depending depending uh, who depend on speed but you know you have those four attackers um who I'm assuming at the same time when costa rica's playing they're going to hold back it's going to be campbell and uh, Contreras that, that that are going to most likely be up top, if not only Campbell, where the rest of the you know that are nine are holding back. You're right. Yeah, Bennett and Torres are you know they're the ones that are going to be. Uh, yeah, if you look at it, it, looks like a four-two-four, of course. Uh, but I think it is more of a four-four-two because you know Bennett and Torres are right. They're right in between. Uh, Contreras, Contreras. Uh, no, no. If you if you look at the, um, you see uh, oh, Campbell Torres, and yeah, the midfield. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Torres and you got Bennett. So these are the ones that are supporting the midfield and the yeah, and the yeah. attack. And I think I I honestly think that this is going to be a defensive four four two compare. You know, if they're going to play against uh, very highly technical teams like Germany and Spain, right? Spain, we know the way they play. It has a little bit of that uh, Barcelona style when they play. Uh, not yeah. fully, of course, anymore, but they have th that kind of nice way of playing uh, soccer generally, and uh, they 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 won't give up that ball position. So on that on that for on that point, I I don't think that uh, uh, Suarez, the the coach for um, for for Costa Rica, is gonna. I don't think he's gonna need need to worry about holding the ball position he's going to need to worry about parking the bus a little bit especially yeah. and 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 uh, be strong defensively germany now on the other hand they're very, they are they're, they're way more technical than than spain you know mm -hmm. they're they're uh very highly technical um they, they generally we see germany that 
you know, they're not playing with same tactics all the time, but um, we see them, they can be shifting their tactics within the game. Uh, you would see them, you know, hugging the ball position high sometimes. Sometimes they're giving the ball to the other teams. I mean, they have a variety of players where they can switch around the tactics, where, on the other hand, in Spain, I don't see it that happening. I mean, I don't want to jump too ahead of Germany and Spain because I'm talking about them because I know that the biggest challenge for Costa Rica, honestly, in this group is going to be Germany and Spain. Of course, not undermining uh, Japan, uh, but I, I, I can see, I can see Costa Rica beating Japan, but I, it's very hard for me to predict that Costa Rica uh, might beat uh, Germany and Spain, but I can see them challenging. Like I can see a tie. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But a I, win, I, I would can... be a bit. I, I can see Costa Rica challenging these teams, uh, mm -hmm. you know, but I don't think, I don't think they're going to be, obviously they're, I don't think they're going to think uh, they're going to pass to the group stage. Uh, but at the same time, I don't think we should be undermining Japan. You know, um, uh, Japan is a strong squad, but I mean, let's, uh, let's stay on the Costa Rica here. Like, uh, you know, this is where this is, is going to, I think Costa Rica here probably had the a bad, bad luck. They got the, they got the short end of the stake, you could say, with this with this group. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, look, Japan. I mean, we're gonna jump and talk to them. I, I will tell you why I, I wouldn't. Uh, once we get to Japan, I'll tell you why I don't think that they will perform on well this World Cup, but we'll see. All right. So that was uh, Costa Rica. Um, short history in the World Cup. Um, you know. Uh, Hopefully, it's good to see teams like this show up to the World Cup because, you know, it poses some challenge, at least, for, for them, you know, to, to grow the sport even more. But I'll tell you what. What I like about Costa Rica, they're not a team that their biggest accomplishment is just to show up in the World Cup. Five right, appearances, yeah. five appearances, and they've already made it to the quarterfinals. Yeah. And they, and they, they, they could have made it to the semi because they only lost by penalty. But penalty right, shows, that's correct, yeah. You know? So they're not a team that's there only to uh, to say that, you know what, we just want to participate. Uh, especially that, you know, when the, the mindset is that we've already done it before, why couldn't we do it again? So, right, right. yeah, it's, that's the thing. So that's that right. for me for Costa Rica. All right, then let's let's move on to the next team in the, on that list. Um, it'll be Germany, uh, the Mineshaft. Uh, you know, uh, I think it's, uh, you know, we have new management for them. Uh, I think it's, uh, yeah. Hans Flick taking over for uh, for Germany squad. Uh, they just released their team a few days ago. Uh, their keeper, obviously, you know, when you look, when you when you look at a, at a team like the German team, uh, none of those names are going to go unnoticed. So I'll, I'll just take a quick um, run through rundown of who's going to be playing for uh, for Germany, and then we'll go into their their history in the World Cup, which is it, which is a big one. But yeah, for the keepers, it'll be obviously the world's number one keeper, I think, um, for the last 12 years uh, in Newark. Unbelievable. Uh, starter, obviously. Unbelievable. Uh, He's an unbelievable goalie. That's what I was trying to say. Unbelievable keeper, obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, sometimes you don't even think of him as a keeper. Maybe, uh, you know, you could call him a defender. But <laughs> with the way that Bayern Munich plays. Um, Trapp uh, and Ter Stregen are backups. Trap, you know, trap with Frankfurt. We spoke a lot about Frankfurt, and right. he is one of the uh, the key players. Um, right, and, and you know, to, this is three world class keepers for Germany. Germany doesn't have to suffer in that area. You know, you have Ter Stegen, Barcelona's keeper, 
Yes. Uh, you have trap and you have manual newer. Uh, and, you know, that right there just shows you the kind of, you don't even have to look down further down the, the list to know what Germany's squad is going to look like. But, you know, and defend uh, the defenders they have, you know, Rüdiger, Ginter, Gunter, Sol, uh, Klosterman, Kerer, Rom, uh, Bella Kochap, and Schlotterbach. But, you know, uh, I, I do have to say that Rüdiger will be injured this, and he is going to be back. Expected return is doubtful, even though he is, you know, he is on that list. So we'll see how, you know, I, I wonder how Flick is going to uh, work with this, with uh, Rüdiger not being available. But moving on to the midfielders, we have uh, Muller, Gundogan, Goretzka, Kimmich, Brandt, Musiala, and obviously the unexpected, Mr. Götze. <laughs> yeah, Götze, the, the World Cup uh, scorer, the winner. Yeah, he made yeah, it. He made yeah. it. And, um, you know, it's nice to see him back even because he, he, he really did a lot of work for them in 2014. But um, it's very goal. interesting his story of coming back because yeah. Gutsa disappeared for a while, and I think while, Frankfurt yeah, yeah, I Frankfurt did a really great job of bringing him back. Yeah, yeah. And I think his his best friend Royce, unfortunately for for I don't know how I'm just trying to count how many times he's been missing major tournaments, especially the World Cups, right, right. because of injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, before you move on to the attackers, Muller. And Mosiala, these guys can not just midfielders; they can also do attack. So they do attack for sure. Because Muller has been, has he was, he was, you know, he was one of the, um, you know, when Bayern are playing four-two-three-one. Yeah, he was, he was one of those. Um, sometimes, what's his name? Uh, Ninglesman was used to put him up as a number nine. Sometimes, yeah, even yeah, though he no. can play back and forth, right? Yeah, definitely. No, no, we definitely know that about Muller because you know. He, he, you just have to look at a score sheet and you'll see his name on there. Um, yes. But for as the for, as for the forwards, uh, we have Falkrug, Hoffman, Gnabry, Sane, Havertz, uh, Adeyemi, and Mukuku. Mukuku, seventeen-year-old, huh? Seventeen-year-old. Seventeen-year-old. Uh, unexpected. He, of course, he's doing amazing, but he. They didn't. They didn't. They did. They were like there was a doubt over him. Is he going to make it to the first team or not? But at seventeen, he is in the first team. He's well, a start to watch. I, I mean, like, you know, looking at this list, um, we have some new names. Uh, I think there's only three new players. There's only three players remaining from the 2014 squad. And I think it's, um, I want to say in your, um, I think Gundugan and and, and uh, Godze. Or is it uh, as well? I, uh, I think uh, Stigan was in the last work of the well, was he? Yeah, yeah. And, and Ter Stigan. So five players. Sorry, my bad. But, you know, so it's a whole new fresh team for Mr. Flick. Um, he's going to, now. Do you think with this team, you know, with just looking at this list, that how, how do you think they will perform when it comes to you know, when we look at the Spanish team, we're going to see a, you know a, a lot of superstars that we see on Real Madrid, on Barcelona, and obviously outside. But yeah, here's here's the um, here's the formation that is expected with the manual. Uh, Noor as keeper, Ram as a left back, Rudiger and so and in the of course, back. but again, mind that Rudiger is, is injured, so he's probably yeah. gonna think of think of other defenders. Definitely, yeah. and Klosterman as the right back, and then we have uh, Goretzka and Kimmich uh, with Muller just uh, in front of them in the midfield, and then we have Sane, uh, who I think were and Gnabry, obviously uh, great perform- great players right there, and then obviously Havertz 
uh, in the middle or in the nine position. Yeah, oh. Goretzka has made him look. Goretzka and Kimmich, especially Kimmich, especially yeah. Kimmich. Look, I, I think, I think looking at those names. Um, uh, okay, before looking at the names, I think that uh, Flick's tactics is going to be similar to uh, Ningelsmann uh, tactics with Byron. I can see a four-two-three-one yeah. as is shown here. I can see that being realistic. Can he play other uh, tactics? Yeah, he can. Definitely. But why not? Why should I switch things up when I know that five of my players are used to certain tactics? Why can't I just contribute to it? So five players meaning Neuer, Sané, Kimmich, Muller, Gnabry, yeah. and Goritska. Uh, sorry, Sané. sorry, six. And Sané, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Sunny. Yeah, and Sunny as well. So all those players are uh, with Byron playing with those tactics. So why don't I just contribute to that and then and add whatever I need to add and and go ahead with that. So I see this formation already being strong, and um, Rodiger is no stranger to uh, to um, to to those players as well. So I think those six players for Byron. Along with Rodiger, when he comes back from injury, of course, uh, I think that they can be very, very strong. It is already a strong team by having all those six players. And by the way, those six players are performing phenomenally. Maybe. Right, right. No, definitely. Speaking of that, I think both. I think oh, Ganabri scored today. Yeah, only Ganabri. Sorry, it was yeah. Jabot, but yeah, Ganabri. I was. I think Goretzka scored today, but it was Ganabri. So these guys were on fire, and and Byron picked up the momentum, and that's going to contribute to. Uh, to to the German uh, team uh, formation. Uh, my 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 doubt. Uh, honestly, I'll be very honest with you. I don't think Havertz is going to start. Um, I I cannot see that. Um, okay. So, uh, another point that I also wanted to point out was not just those six starters. You have also Mosiala, right? Yeah. He can he can also he instead of that he can actually. Put Mosiala within within this formation. Take out Havertz and try to put either Gnabry or Muller, Muller or, or Gnabry. Yeah, or Gnabry. He can do those. Uh, th that that will be good. But then you're not talking about German national team anymore. You're talking about Bayern Munich. That's the issue. Yeah, that's you know what sure. I mean. Uh, and experienced player as good. Say I don't know. It, there is a lot of uh, different. You know, uh, uh, I think. I think Flick is gonna be. He's gonna. He, you know, he's gonna. He's gonna be a bit confused about who to start up first because, um, if you ask me personally, Kimmich, Goretzka, and Gundogan, uh, I would pick Kimmich and Gundogan definitely. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. You know, Gundogan is a strong midfielder. Yeah. We we don't have to even. Uh, um, we don't even have to. Um, you can't even like you can't even argue with it right you know, yeah. he's yeah. been phenomenal with Manchester it's like experience you know his yeah. experience that he has the smartness yeah. of passing the ball and yeah when you see the three mid, uh, midfielders with you know like uh, De Bruyne and Silva and, and, and Gondugan and you see the, the how you know these guys are geniuses in the midfield so right. it is going to be a bit confusing but if he's going to do 4-2-3-1 Definitely, there's going to be a lot of Byron players. Right. Yeah. Uh, if he, if he, if he ever thinks 
I doubt it, though. I doubt it. He's going to do a 4 3 3. If that's going to be the case, then uh, Gundogan is going to be definitely in the midfield. But honestly, I don't think so. I think this is what he's going to stick with. He did his. He's going to stick with the formation that he did in the qualifiers. So why change it up and mix up, mess up the whole, um, you know, sequence of how and, they're and winning don't, games. And don't forget, you know, in this in this World Cup for the first time, um, they it's not three substitutes anymore. It's five substitutes. So oh, okay, five yeah, substitutes. That's going to be good. Five substitutes. So he has a lot. To, a lot of uh, you know, he has. A, he can. He can make a lot of changes. You know, it's twenty six players. He has. Uh, you know, fifteen of them on the bench. Uh, five of them, he could, that's a third of the squad. He could literally, you know what I mean, uh, take out off of the bench and put on. So it's it's if he if if changes need to be made, it's it, it'll be you know he's, it'll, uh, he'll have that backup right there. Uh, so you know Flick has a lot of the, uh, has a lot of uh, uh, changes he can make, a lot of opportunities he can create just from those substitutions. Uh, so. It shouldn't be a problem for Germany. Um, but let's look down and uh, let's have a quick rundown of the German history in the World Cup. Yeah, uh, German history. So, um, four-time World Cup winner, of course, 54, yeah. 74, 90, and 2014. Uh, they're, like, they're one of the most successful, if not the most successful overall team as you know, winning the World Cup and becoming second and third. So even second as runner-ups, they got a four times as well, 66, yeah. 82, 86, and 2002. And third as well, uh, they had it in 34, 70, 2006, and 2010. Um, of course, their top scorer of all time in the World Cups is Middleslav Klose, 16 goals. Yeah. And the most player that played in the World Cup was also a German player. Um What's his name? Uh, Luther uh, Matthias. Matthias he, yes. He's yeah. He's the only. He's the most one that played in the World Cup games. They have Germany long tradition of World Cup games. Uh, they're always expected to win the World Cup. There's no negotiations about that. And yeah. I mean, you know, it was pretty disappointing for the 2018 South Africa. Sorry, not South Africa. Russia. Uh, I'm thinking way behind back. But you know, in Russia, they they were they were out in the group stage. And that was the, that was that was what really you know compared to the 2014 squad you know that eight one game against Brazil um, that that was it's a huge difference between the 2014 and 2018 and so what, do we expect you know a more dangerous Germany this year or is it going to be maybe a rep- a repetition of 2018? No, honestly, honestly, I think that they will go far in the World Cup. I like the mixture that uh, Flick is having with his formation. There's a lot of young, young players. Uh, Musiala's 19. Uh, you know, um, uh, Bela uh, Kachap is uh, is 20. Uh, uh, Mukoko is uh, is 17. Uh, you know, Adimi is 20. And why would that matter? Uh, because if Flick decides to to go fast in in, in, in in games, let's say there's some games where he knows that the other team are going to be, you know, playing uh, fast fast soccer, you know, or they're going to be moving the ball fast. He needs fast players, players that will be able to know how to dribble, that will finish up, that will that will do the job. So 
mixing up the smartness of Gundogan and Kimmich in the midfield and having a great goalie at the back and mixing it up with with uh, Mukuku and Ademi at the up front and um, um, th- those kind of mixing would make would make the momentum for Germany even faster. If he wants to slow it down, he can get more of his experienced players and just because those experienced players, especially the ones that played in the World Cup before, they will know how to, you know, shut down teams. They will know, um, they know how to handle a World Cup game. That's what yeah. it is. So um, I think I think this is a very very good for uh, uh, um, uh, formation. Uh, sorry, a squad. Uh, um, my my, you know, there is always that. Okay, you know, there's a, probably other players as well. I'm just trying to remember who are the other German players that could have also. Got called up because there is a long list of German players who are even well, playing in the German league who have been perform, performing amazing. If you look, if you look at this list, we already see two defenders from uh, Freiburg, right? You remember yeah. Freiburg? Yeah. So yeah. Ginter and Gunther from Freiburg are here. So, and there isn't any player from uh, from Union Berlin, right? And and they have players who have been performing amazing German players. So there, he had. A lot of choices to choose from. Uh, given that two of his players, like Rudiger at defense and Muller at midfield slash uh, forward attacker, um, are injured, so you know, I don't think Flick is going to have you any. Know, even with, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he definitely has players that he could, you know, um, for Rudiger. I'm sure you know he has, he has a, he has any. There's a bunch of center backs in there that he can throw in. And uh, for Muller, like, you know, as you were mentioning earlier, you know, take out Muller, you know, probably put in, uh, you know, I think you said that it was a Gundogan and then have Musiala, or sorry, uh, yeah, throw in uh, Musiala and then having, uh, you know, either uh, Muller go up in Havar's position or Gnabry. And, you know, that's the that's the good thing about having a squad like Germany is that you are capable of doing such things. You, you can play around uh, with those pieces. And so... It wouldn't be a problem, um, but you know. But just a quick mention, uh, you know. Currently, Germany is ranked number eleven in the world uh, FIFA rankings, and uh, as for Costa Rica, they are ranked thirty-first. I forgot to mention it earlier, but yeah, currently Costa Rica is number thirty-one in the world. Germany is eleventh, and I think Germany is uh, the second highest rank in this group after Spain. But you know. Uh, We'll move on to the next team, unless you have any other uh, notes on Germany. Honestly, you know, we can go, we can talk all day about Germany. There's so much things to say, so much good things to say, honestly, because I think this is a very good squad. But uh, that's that for me, honestly. I'm just looking forward for Germany. Performing all right, right. Let's, uh, let's move on to the, uh, the next team. Uh, Japan? Japan, you know, um, four-time winner of the Asian Cup. One time winner of the Confederation Cup. Uh, they, they've, I think the the highest they reached in the World Cup was in 2002, if I'm not mistaken. It was in South Korea, and I think it was either third or something like that that they came in. Um, and that was the highest performance from Japan. But we know them as you know the the Samurai Blue. Always, uh, they they do always perform. Don't get me wrong. And that's what I like them. And what I like about Japan is you know that they will give you problems, uh, whoever you are. So Japan, you know, their success in World Cup qualification and qualifying to the World Cup started in 98, of course. Uh, 
Um, of course, that was a bad start because they lost all of the first three games in that World Cup. Um, and as far as I know is that they haven't got past the round of 16 as much as, as far as I remember. You know, I think in the World Cup in I think it was 20 in 2002. 2002 reached... so it might it might have been uh, Korea maybe. Was it Korea or Japan? Um yeah, because top 4 uh Nam, he's trying to make me 2002. Okay, World Cup 2002. Yeah, that's the thing is I can't remember. Because it was because I do remember Turkey being in the top 4, right? Yeah, uh, I do remember that too. Yeah, I it was Turkey. Turkey yeah, so third place was Turkey, fourth place was South Korea second germany and brazil uh okay then yeah i might i must have mistaken them for south korea um yeah yeah you... south korea are the one who had who had a successful um run in the world cup japan have never passed the round of 16 so unfortunately even though they're a very successful they have a, they have a, you know, um, <laughs> very successful team in asia yeah, yeah no i definitely they have a successful team in asia they have a few good they have a you know what seems to be a good squad um the coach is uh moriyasu a japanese coach Mm-hmm. Um, their keepers, uh, Kawashima, Gonda, and Schmidt. Um, you know, and Kawashima Schmidt, plays for Strasbourg, so he has yeah, a Kawashima plays for Tra- Strasbourg, and you know, Schmidt plays for uh, St. Truiden, I think, in uh, in the French league. Um, now, I think it's also in the French league. Uh, so, um, you know, it's a Belgium, yeah, Belgium, Belgium, Belgium. Sorry, so yeah, I was close, I guess, when it comes to this. <laughs> You're uh, good. <laughs> uh, Yoshida, defenders, the first defender, plays for Schalke. Schalke, yeah. Yep. Nagatomo, Sakai, Tanguichi, uh, uh, Nakayama, uh, Itakura, Tomiyasu, Yamane, and Ito. And, you know, we have here, um, we have a few players that play in, in the German league, like Yoshida, uh, uh, Stuttgart, play, uh, Ito plays in Stuttgart, uh, Tomiyasu, uh, Arsenal. You know, we so we have a few players here who are in with you know within the European leagues, um, but in the midfielders as well. You know, we have Endo, uh, Shiba Saka, uh, Shiba Shiba Saki, Shiba Saki, yeah, yeah. Kamada Mito Kamada is amazing. Kamada is yeah. amazing. Uh, Morita, uh, Tanaka, and Soma. And here you go. You know, like uh, you said, Kamada Frankfurt. You know, here is another here is another player uh, who's playing. You know. Uh, in a, in a strong league, uh, Mitoma Brighton uh, plays in Brighton. Uh, Stuttgart, another Stuttgart player, Endo. You know, uh, so we see uh, Morita. Morita Sporting. Sporting. So they got a yeah. Portuguese uh, school of thought as well. Yeah, there, so there you go. We you know moving on to the forwards, uh, Minamino. Uh, uh, I think he was at Arsenal for uh, was it Arsenal? I think he was at. Yeah. He was, yeah, he was uh, with uh, Liverpool, and then he oh, was, sorry, uh, Liverpool. Yeah, so Minamino, who, who was on, you know, he he didn't have many starts for uh, for Liverpool, but you know, being at Liverpool alone just shows you know how strong of a player he is. Uh, we have Asanu, uh, Ito, Doan, Maeda, and of course Kubo. You know, who, you can't forget Kubo. You know, the Madrid Madrid brought him over for a reason. <laughs> you know, uh, and then you have Yuida, and but um, that's the full squad. But we can see that there's a mix of. Uh, players from either Japan or from, you know, strongly strong leagues in in Europe, like the like the Bundesliga, uh, obviously, and uh, you know the Portuguese league. I like uh, I like the mixture of uh, of experience that's it's in 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 the, the sorry the European experience that Japan has uh, within their squad, and actually you know uh, most of the players in the Japanese squad. 
uh, are uh, playing in in Europe, which which uh, even though Jap the, uh, the soccer is uh, soccer league in Japan is is a pretty good league, yeah. but also in addition to those players that are coming from the Japanese league, and in addition to the Japanese experience, you have also the European one. Mm -hmm. So that is a very strong asset when it comes to Japan. Um, but generally, Japan, I am worried of Japan. Uh, Japan might not, um, you know, do as well. Just thinking of their history in general. Of, of Japan and the World Cup, you know, so um, that's my judgment is based on that. But looking at the players, looking at the squad, yeah, I mean, I can tell you that, yeah, I can see that, uh, yeah, they got amazing players. You know, if you look, if you just read the paper, or read the name of the players and where, you, like Nakatomo was was Inter, uh, you know, and a lot yeah. of these players are playing with leagues that, you know, generally you wouldn't think that a lot of Asian players would go to, like you see Portuguese, Spanish, it's completely different school of thought when, you know, Portuguese mm -hmm. is different, Spanish is different, and then you got the English. So it's a pretty mix of experiences that you see. Um, and, um, but when it comes to, uh, to goalkeeping, we do see that the choice that, uh, that uh, Morisao, the, the coach for Japan was going with was uh, Gonda, who plays uh, for, uh, for for a Japanese team, yeah, um, and then he has um, he has Iyo, he has uh, Nagatomo, he has uh, Sakai, um, Yoshida. I know Yoshida because of the <laughs> when I when I was watching him on the uh, Asia, in the Asian Cup. Yeah, uh, he's one of the, one of the most names that you hear the commentators say is mm -hmm. is uh, Yoshida. Yes. He's a very very active player. Um. Who else? We got Morita, Indo, uh, Minameno. I've seen him playing every time he gets subbed with Liverpool. Um, so, and then Yuida. Uh, Yuida, I've uh, you know, I'm not familiar much with Yuida, but uh, you know, he plays for uh, for a Belgian team. So, um, my, I would have high hopes in terms of looking up where they play and how far their teams are. You know, how how good their team are in in Europe, but. It's that history factor that will make me a bit, you know, a bit skeptical about how far they go in the World Cup. Of course, I mean, I, but can I predict the fact that they will pa get past this group? It's hard, man. It's hard. It's a very hard group, man. Especially when you have. No, no, it's definitely a hard group for sure. Especially you know, looking at Japan and Costa Rica for them, it's this is where it is because uh, I think uh, what it is is Costa Rica and Japan see the other as a three point. Yes. And Yes, and, and that's what it is. They they look at it like you know. Sure, I'm going to struggle with Spain. Sure, I'm going to struggle with Germany. But I see Costa Rica or I see Japan, and this is where my opportunity is. This is where my chance is. You only have three games, mm -hmm. and so you have to make the best of those three games. And so you know, I think the game against Costa Rica and Japan, I think that game is going to be one of the best games in this group because. It's going to, you know, it's 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 literally going to be the game changer for for either team, um, you know. Because a team has to win a, in order for them to even th think about them qualifying to the next round. They round definitely need to win. They need a win, they and then win. they can bargain about those five points that they can get a point for Spain. Right. Let's say Costa Rica. Yeah, they got to yeah, win against Japan. The six points. Yeah, but yeah, you, you know, sometimes you know, sometimes when they get the five points and it gets all confusion and very tight with yeah. the group, and then they qualify to the next round, you know, yeah. it might get in that situation, but I don't know, we'll see. And, and you know, you, you can because you can for sure tell that either Spain or Germany is going to win that game, 
You mean Spain. you mean against uh, Costa Rica and Japan? No, no, I mean the Germany versus Spain game. There's going to be a game where there's going to be. I don't think that game's going to be a tie. I think one of those teams is going to win. You know, and that's where it gets hard for the, you know, Germany and Germany and Spain think of Costa Rica and Japan as six easy points, mm-hmm. and. This is going to be defining for Costa Rica and Japan is how how much work do I need to put? I don't care about the three points. I care about the one point. If if I can get one point out of each both uh, both of those teams, right? Then it's going to be dependent on goal difference. Because if you think about it, say that one of those teams, Japan and Costa Rica, beats the other one, and does draw with both other teams, Spain and Germany, right? Spain and Germany are thinking in their head, I have two points, I have I have a point, right, with, uh, you know, that one of those other teams, and I have a three point somewhere in there, right? Because yeah, they're going to either win against Costa Rica and, and draw against Japan or vice versa, and then it's going to be the definer between whether they win against Spain or Germany, Spain wins against Germany, you know what I mean? They're going to have those points, but it's going to come down to, I'm th- maybe it, this is a situation where you know it gets competitive mm-hmm. between you know second and third because it's or even fourth because you know it becomes like okay I need these points I need these goals let's go so you know uh, I don't want to get too much into that but um, uh, yeah you know Japan uh, strong team uh, a gr- great team uh, I think Asian Cup were runner ups uh, is that correct if and say am I correct in saying that they would they did come in second. In the 2019, yeah, in 2019 in the UAE, when they lost against Qatar, right? Yeah, they lost against Qatar in that one. Um, so you know, even though uh, previously they have won it four times, they have runner-ups this time. Uh, well, hope, I'm hoping you know to see a great performance from Japan. Uh, but uh, if is there any final thoughts you have on them? Um, as I said, my my opinion on Japan is this. You know, thinking of the history, I would say, man, these guys can't go far. But looking at their squad and players and the experience that's already uh, in the Japanese team, um, I do see them as a as a tough uh, a tough opponent to all the teams within the group, especially to Spain and Germany. You know, their nickname is the computer, <laughs> so. Uh, when you watch them play against any team, especially in Asia, um, they're very, very hard team and very, very tough. One of the most teams that I, they're, they're the one of the most teams that I highly respect because they are a team that will stick to the tactics to book. So if if coach tells them to never leave uh, Muller, like let's say he assigns. Uh, uh, hypothetically, he tells Nag- Nagatomo, "Don't leave uh, Muller." Right? Nagatomo is gonna be bright on Muller's back. He's never gonna leave him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then if he tells Minamino, "I want you to park the, <laughs> I want you, <laughs> I want you to park the bus," or I want you, and or he tells you that I want you to, I want you to sleep in that penalty area. They will do it. They're, they're. Yeah. And, and, and the thing, don't forget, you know, um, Japan comes from a culture, you know. This is the the summarize, you know. Yes, it's, yes. it's 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 you you win or you die. Yeah, and I think you know it's the same mentality that goes 
I'm sure they're, you're either a computer and you're going to win or you're dying. And, that, and that's what's uh, that's what's going to be interesting to see with the with the, with the uh, with the Japanese. And speaking um, of that, speaking of that, uh, you remind me of a point. Uh, they're, they're fans. Um, I think there's especially that the World Cup is in Asia. It's not far away from, you know, it's it's not far away from uh, from Qatar. They can, you know, a lot of fans are going to come to. Yes, yes. And those Japanese have people, a, you know, they're going to go. The, the Japanese fans are going to go off because. Uh, yeah, yeah. Organized yeah. fans, you know, very, very organized fans. Oh yeah. Organized chance. It's it's very <laughs> nice to watch. It's very nice to watch even even some games in the Japanese it's, league. It's already making me hyped for the World Cup. <laughs> like honestly, this you know just um, thinking about the Japanese fans because you always. I've I've always I always remember them, you know, in previous World Cups, in previous Asian Cups, you know, just being there with their drums and their their uh, their uh, what's it called head uh, headbands and just sitting there going like tough tough tough. Yes. And so you know you know that they're gonna be there and they're gonna be there strong, um, unlike other fans, they you know where it's just a bunch of people just yelling at each other. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> let's let's move on to the next team. Um, and I, um, and I believe that the controversial the, one. I would the, say the controversial. The controversial one. Oh, uh, sorry. Before we move on, actually, um, I do want to mention that, in, according to the FIFA World Cup, uh, FIFA rankings, Japan is ranked number twenty-four. Yeah. yeah. So let's just keep that in mind. So we have Costa Rica at thirty-first, which is I think the the lowest rank here in this group, and then we have Germany at eleven, uh, Japan at twenty-four, and of course Spain as number seven in the FIFA rankings. Um, we have obviously Luis Enrique as the Spanish uh, coach, former FC Barcelona coach. Um, got a lot of flack during his time. Um, <laughs> his his choice of players uh, this year uh, for this World Cup: uh, David Rea, uh, Unai, oh, Unai Simon, and uh, Robert Sanchez, um, which I think would have been a questionable. A choice of keepers, you know, with the with the list of keepers that you have from Spain um, as defenders, he chose Aspalicueta, uh, uh, Alaba, Carvajal, Gaia, Laporte, Torres, and Garcia. Uh, this is Torres from Villarreal and uh, Garcia from Barcelona. Um, midfielders, obviously, the longest long-standing uh, Sergio Busquets. Uh, we have Coque, Lorente, Olmo, Rodri. Um, Solar, you know, Pino, Pedri, uh, Guliamon, and Gavera. And then, like, I mean, like, I'm already going down a list of just, you know, world class players. And obviously, in the forwards, we have uh, Morata, Sarabia, Sarabia uh, Asensio, Torres, uh, Fati, and Nico Williams. Um, if you look at it, we have one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven. You know, we have seven Barcelona players already um, listed. Um, we have players from Spain, obviously from Valencia, Atlético Bilbao, from Real Madrid. Um, only two Madrid players. Uh, yeah, we only have two, which is Carvajal and Mor- and uh, Asensio. Asensio. Um, you know, we have uh, Alvaro Morata, former Madrid, uh, uh, Real Madrid, uh, current uh, Atlético Madrid player. Um, Player uh, Rodri, Manchester City, you know the players from from mostly Spain and Coque uh, uh, and Lorente, you know what I mean from uh, Atlético Madrid. So you know you have a very strong squad here. Um, but I still, uh, what do you think about his choice? Um, 
you know what? Let's start. Let's, start, let's talk about history first, obviously, and then we'll we'll I'll, we'll move on to the what's it called? But uh, yeah, yeah. We start. Uh, you know, the World Cup facts or history for uh, Spain. Okay, uh, so for Mr. Controversy uh, squad. Uh, team <laughs> Enrique so Spain is one of the eight only eight countries that won the World Cup uh, of course in 2010 with the famous uh, Iniesta 116th minute goal yes, against the Netherlands uh, Netherlands that one really you know I'll be honest with you I wanted Netherlands to win that game yeah and, yeah um, that was a beautiful game, strong game from both yes. teams. You know, yes. one of the best teams. finals you can watch, honestly. Definitely, it was amazing. Definitely. Yeah. And then, um, so they made it to 16 out of 22 World Cups in total. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so their highest spot on the World Cup before they actually won it in 2010 was the fourth spot back in 1950. Yeah. So... And, um, and their last World Cup. They lost, you know, they left the uh, I think it was a round of 16 when they lost their uh, with, with penalties, they lost to Russia, the last yeah. one coming 2018. And I'll end with this fact that will lead us to it might be a long conversation. Their most capped player of all time, Sergio Ramos, Ramos. 180 who, games. Who, who How in the world did he not make it? To this list and you're bringing me players like i don't know man i i honestly look i don't i really don't know there look this is pissing me up i'll tell you why look why okay go go put it put it as a defense before actually uh, okay I, I, i'll start I, off i'll start with the, with the goalies all right yeah well, the goalkeepers. Goalkeepers. like i mean like you, you have raya here you have simon and you have sanchez right okay simon i did see him with it uh with with uh, uh athletic bilbao Right. All right, and uh, he's a very good goalkeeper, and uh, I've also seen him playing with with Spain as well. Um, I think it was in the uh, in the was it in, in last uh, uh, Euro when uh, he was playing for Spain? I don't know if he was a starter or a Gea. I'm trying to remember, but I did watch him play for Spain, and he's a very good goalie, whether mm-hmm. being for Spain or Atletico Madrid. But uh, sorry, Atletico Bilbao. But um, forget about Ria, forget about Sanchez. I don't want to say much about them because I know that Brighton and Brentford, they are, they are a, a good team uh, generally in the Premier League. But how can you neglect De Gea? Not just because he plays for Man United, not just because he's De Gea. No, because if you look at the way Manchester United have been playing the last few years, there are only few key players that actually been holding the team down, holding them against embarrassments against other teams. And that's the thing: having that- bad defense, having bad midfield, or having a whole a lot of issues um, in 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 in, uh, in your team. De Gea, how do how do you let him out of the squad? I'm just trying to I'm just trying De- to imagine. De Gea, De Gea, I think is the maybe if not if not the reason that United have not been performing even worse in the in the in the Premier League. Uh, there is man you, you can you don't have to you don't even have to look back far but every game there's at least look if you're going to play with um oh man what's his name make uh, man uh, what's that defender's name oh man i can't believe he escaped my mind uh maguire maguire <laughs> how many times how many times 
has has De Gea saved Manchester United from their own? How many times, you know, some of the greatest, these some of the saves that he's made, it'd be unbelievable, right? And so, you know, when when you come out and, you know, you, you wake up in the morning, you turn on the news for, you know, the football news and you see De Gea is not on the squad for Spain, you know, it's definitely going to be a surprise. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I mean, but, it is... but what do you think? Why do you think? What, what do you think the reason is that, you know, Luis Enrique did not choose David De Gea? Is there like, is there bad blood between him and De Gea? Is that you know, does he not like the way that De Gea saves, you know, the, you know, saves the or stands as a goalkeeper? What is it that you know made? Because it had to be a critical decision for him. Um. Okay, so there are different points that will. That are going to lead me to my to my conclusion here that I'm going to make in, in a few seconds. Uh, Enrique, you can see a lot of his his starters. You got uh, you got players who um, are from uh, Barcelona mostly. Look, how many players you got Barcelona? You got one, I think you got like two, seven or eight, yeah, three, four, five, six, seven players. Uh, uh, Rodri and Laporte, I can also count them as Barca players in mentality because they play yeah. under Guardiola. So yeah. I do see that Enrique is a bit loyal to that school of thought. That's fine. That's cool. It's not a. It's not an issue. Same thing as Fleck having a lot of players coming from Byron. You know, you're gonna choose something that will make you win, uh, try to win games and be successful. Because at the end of the day, the most person will be questioned of why in the world didn't you win or go far in the World Cup is gonna be the coach, right? So. Yeah. Uh, even though I'm a bit skeptical about the choices, but it's fine. I understand. I'm not saying these players are bad. Not at all. They're they're good players. Um, but he did he did uh, so that's one. So he's holding loyalty to his school of thought and to Barcelona, the team that he coached with that school of thought. And number two, a few days ago when he was he was he was ta- uh, I think a few days ago he was talking about Busquets and he was saying that I'm actually. I am not joking, but I seriously think thinking to convince Busquets to stay for 2026 World Cup, assuming that Enrique is actually going to be the coach still for Spain for 2026. We're not, we haven't even started 2022 World Cup. Uh, but I mean, if, if he's going to do that at that at that time, Sergio Busquets is going to be like 38 years old. And, yeah, his his his. Um, the reason why he said that is because he he did he did say that he doesn't see anyone better than Busquets doing his position. I'm not doubting that Busquets is not good in his position. No, no, uh, you Busquets know? is a great player, like regardless of who you th- you know whatever team you support or who your favorite midfielder of all time is. But Busquets now, is a... so so now you have that. So you have that loyalty in that in those terms. And another thing that he mentioned before, and when he was asked, I, I think it was even before the final squad was announced, he was saying that I don't care who plays as a starter in their team. I'm going to play the players that I know how they perform with me, and I know their capabilities and what they can do with me. So the fact that Asensio is being benched the whole season, he only plays a certain amount of games with Real Madrid, and Morata doing the same thing with Atletico Madrid did not stop him from the fact calling both of them to play for Spain. So I do like the fact that he does look at certain values. It doesn't, you know, because the, the thought is that if you're not, if you're, if you're not a starter, you're not going to make it to the World Cup. That's the general thought, right? Yeah. Now he doesn't think like that. He's, he's from a school of thought where, which is, which is, I think it's good because there's a lot of players that are actually 
um, you know, that are actually being benched, but you, there's a lot of potential uh, when you actually start them up, but their coaches and their teams decide not to start them up. But he chose some players that are actually benched. Now, because of all the, these factors and because of um, – you see here, because of what I was telling you earlier, I was I didn't know who was the starter a goalie for Spain during the last Euro. So you see, even in the predicted formation, you see Simon as being the, the starter goalie for uh, for um, for Enrique. So yeah. putting all these factors, he doesn't care about what's happening. He cares about really who's performing and who performs well, who performed well with him previously, and who performed well even if they were benched coming out of the bench. So Asensio, you know, Asensio have been doing pretty great this season coming off the bench. Uh, Morata, Morata's Morata. He hasn't changed. It's the same Morata, right? There's nothing. Yeah, Morata Morata. It hasn't changed, right? So he's using all these factors to choose his final formation. But sure, you can do that, right? You can even depend on Simon being your starter goalie. But then... Why are you doubting someone who's making a difference within a team and not not letting him win and with you, such as Zahia, right? Yeah. And that is my biggest issue. So so to answer your question, I think he did that. He didn't choose he didn't choose Zahia because of that, because that he said, you know what, I'm gonna depend on Simon. Let me get two goalkeepers that will uh that will be with me, that will just listen to whatever I say because 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 at the end of the day, um, you know, if you actually think about it, Sanchez and Raya, they're never going to argue, why don't we start? If the Gia was there, he's always going to, he's, you know, he's always going to ask, when am I going to start? When am I going to play? You know what I mean? Because it's the Gia, right? Who, right. tell me, does anyone know Simon, Sanchez, and Raya? Not a lot of people know them. No. It's the Gia that is actually most famous goal, Spanish goalie in the world. So there's that part of a small issue that will happen when you call him up in the squad. Now, that's that for De Gea. But Ramos, that is my big question. Um, you have uh, the Brazilian squad, what they call Danny Alves, is 38 years old. Yeah. Okay? And we've seen how Danny Alves played. And Ramos is not even 38 years old. Um, forget that. That's fine. Leave that on the side. Let's, let, let's come back to Spain, right? So you have uh, players that look like Asbel and Quinta. 33, Jordi Alba, 33, uh, Dani Carvajal, uh, 30, uh, Dani Carvajal haven't been performing. He's been doing good, but you know that to where, uh, it was the beginning of the season. It wasn't the, the greatest yeah, start for Carvajal. Even, even this year, you know, after an injury, but, you know, Ramos is 36 years old. He could still, if, if Busquets could do it at 34, he, you know, Ramos can do it at 36. Look, I don't think it's. I don't think that the the, the issue is just. I, I get what you're saying. It's more about the school, like the way he thinks, the way that he wants the players to think in a specific way, um, how they play. No, see, that's the other thing too. Now, if you if you um, if you're looking for experienced players, why don't you get? As Belenquenta is a very good player when it comes to uh, being a leader. Okay. Uh, same thing as Jordi Alba. Now, getting Ramos as well, I think Ramos and Valenquinta and Alba, they're similar in those in, in those thoughts. They're good leaders, yeah. very strong and all that. But Ramos is even crazier than them as a leader, you know? Yeah. He would even give him a bit, he would even be more energy when it comes to Grinta, more than as Valenquinta, more than Alaba, as Definitely. we've seen him, you know? So, um, 
I don't know if he didn't want to get Ramos because he didn't want three Ramoses in the squad as Malakota, Alaba, and Ramos. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's because of his age, but my disappointment is that you could have used his experience because this guy still plays for PSG. Um, we know that all, not all the players are going to be playing and starting for Spain, so why don't you have him in the bench? I mean, like, uh, you know, he he could have been he could have been a bigger a, a big asset. You could have took took out one of the midfielders, for example, and uh, and put 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 more defense. I know Ramos. You know, the other point about Ramos is that he's really good in offense as well, right? He's really good in when it comes to headers. You know, he's really good when it comes to attack, not just defense. So, and I think Ramos, in that aspect, he's better than Alaba and Espelicuenta when it comes to that, right? Espelicuenta does also score headers. He's good at that. Alaba, because of the way Barcelona plays as a, you know, as 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 the as the as a left back, uh, he would he would also come up and you know score nice goals and all that. Uh, same idea as any Alves, but Ramos also will do that for you. Right, he Ramos not just coming from the sides; he will also come come from yeah. the middle. And you know, he he'll, he'll always be there looking for that header. Yes, because of the set pieces. Yes. So, yeah. so it's yeah. So, so that's generally what it is. I, and I, honestly, I think that Enrique missed out on these two players, uh, and he is going to be questioned a lot if he well, well. if if he doesn't perform well in this World Cup, which. I'll be honest with you. In my prediction, I don't think Spain is going to go very far in this World Cup. Right. So yes. Um, uh, that I are there any? Are, are, do you have any final thoughts on Spain before? Um, um, Spain. When it comes to tactics, it's nothing very surprising. Same thing as yeah, Barcelona. Yeah, I, I, I think we can see the same. You know, looking for the ball possession. Four three three. Yeah. Yeah. You already have. Ball. You already have players who were the school. Same with thought. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, they're going to be you know holding onto the ball until they find that you know um, that point where you know we can go and we can score from a specific way or uh, open spaces. And, you know, that's typical Spanish football, um, that tiki-taka is going to be involved, and we're going to see that. Um, but, you know, uh, as a quick uh, reminder, this group uh, does consist of Costa Rica, Germany, Japan, and Spain. Um, can you just put up the fixtures for that, for the, what's it called, for this, for this, yeah, for this group? And I think the first game, oh, no, not for Spain. For Here, let me pull it, pull it up. Right here. Fixtures, the matches right here. So yeah, these are. Right. Uh, so if you go I down mean, a little bit to Group E, the no, no, keep scrolling down. Um, so there it is. The first, the first game is going to be Germany and Japan on the 23rd of November, uh, and then after that, on the same day, it's going to be Spain and Costa Rica. Is that is that Canadian time? Is that 8 a.m. 11 a.m.? Yeah, that's Canadian time. So yeah, everybody, you know, make sure you wake Eastern, up. Eastern, uh, Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, so Eastern Standard Time. Oh, that is true. I can't even say Canadian time, but um, yeah, that's the first. That's the first game is going to be Germany and Japan, uh, followed by Spain and Costa Rica. Twenty um, third, and uh, I think if you scroll down a little bit more, it'll show you. And then you got the. Uh... Yeah, so yeah, it's going to be uh, Spain, Costa, Rica. and then after that, it's going to be Germany and Spain, Costa Rica versus Japan, and then after that, it's going to be Japan right and Spain. Twenty seventh on the twenty seventh yeah. of Sunday. Five o'clock in the morning, <laughs> in yeah, our time, be... Japan, Costa Rica, and uh, at two o'clock that day, Spain and Germany. That's going to be a 
big, big game. That's going to be a crazy game. Um, that's going to be actually, yeah, I think even that that day, Belgium, Morocco is going to be a great game, but I don't want to talk yeah. about them yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, if you go to December 1st, it'll be as uh, it'll be the next games for those right groups, which is, um, oh, there it is. Yeah. Uh, Germany and Costa Rica, Spain and Japan. And that, that day, we're going to see the decider of who goes, gets to go through uh, to the next stage. Is it two Is it two teams? Is, is it two teams that go on to, two, to the next stage? Yeah. Yeah. Two teams, yeah. yeah. yeah 32, um, then 16, 8, 4, 2. Yeah. Yeah. So um, before we move on to predictions, um, two, I think there's a few reminders. Yeah. So this year, for the first, I think this year, the World Cup is going to have. Each squad is going to have 26 players instead of uh, 23, I believe, in the past. That's the first point I want to bring up. Um, the other one is there's going to be five substitutes instead of three substitutes. Um, VAR will be you know, brought back again this year. That's um, going to be very crucial. And it's going to be very crucial. It's going to have, it's going to have a lot of decisions. Um, it's yes. going to be, there's going to be a lot of controversy. Uh, there's going to be a lot of drama, whether it's this group or the other groups. Um, uh, uh, any final thoughts before we move on to predictions? Um, I want I want to see how far Enrique's choices are gonna go. Okay, so yeah. you guys heard it here. Um, it's all, one thing from Basha is he's gonna start blaming Enrique, and and the thing <laughs> is, I I agree with you because if Spain does not perform. It's not going to go down to the players. It's not going to be like, oh, no. you messed up or you messed up. It's going to be Enrique messed up. Uh, uh, so, speaking of that, look the offense. For God's sakes, look at the offense. Look at the offense players. You got six players, and I don't know. Uh, honestly, I'm lost for words. I'm just trying to think that you have a long list of Spanish players playing in different leagues especially the spanish league yeah and you're choosing these are your choices you know no. and these are your choices like like uh, i'll go back let me let, let me let me go back to 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 uh spain squad right here yeah. and it's, i know? think it's uh what is it asensio williams uh morata i don't even know how he's gonna deal with morata uh torres uh Ansu Fati, i mean Ansu Fati is you know williams and Fati, yeah they are good torres is good as well asensio we've seen him sarabia i've seen like i'm not saying these are bad players but i'm just saying that there there has there had to be a better choice honestly. there has to be other options yeah you know there's a player that i forgot there's a player that i forgot that he's he's a he's a He's a he's a very good tactical player, uh, Vasquez. Vasquez with Madrid. Yeah, yeah, Vasquez. Yeah. Vasquez. If you tell Vasquez do this and do that, he will do definitely that. Like this guy is is the joker for Real Madrid. And, and, he and can the thing play... is, like you said, you know that keyword joker. Vasquez can has a lot can take on a lot of position, uh, positions. Yes. He, yes. He, he, like I've seen Vasquez play in the midfield. I've seen him play as a right back. Uh, yeah. So you know there's that there's. And he goes and he goes up and supports uh, yeah, offense. Yeah, and I wouldn't even I wouldn't even uh, be surprised if he can even play as a winger, right? Because yeah. you know that's that's what I'm saying. Uh, the, the, the Vasquez is 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 just uh, 
one of the key players that you need with with uh, with any team, whether it be an international or or league game, right? Like you know, with Liverpool, it's Milner. With uh, with Real Madrid, it's Vasquez. With uh, I'm trying to think of other players as well. Um, nothing that I can recall, but players that are. If you tell them go this side, they will play that side. If you tell them to stay here, they'll stay here. You know, they're they're not a player that's only just for that one position. No, no, definitely. You know, he he um, he he has some very questionable choices that he's made, and um, I I wonder how the fa- the Spain Spanish fans are going Spanish fans are going to react to it um, during and after the World Cup. Um, but you know, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but you know. That's, predictions? That's, that's yeah. Let's go with predictions. So, who who do you think is moving on to the next stage? I think Germany. Germany are gonna get. Uh, I can see Germany getting the full nine points. Okay. Yeah. And, and um, one sec. Is it only one team that passes on? Two. Is two. So you're yeah. playing second team. Is it Spain or? Uh, second team. Yeah, realistically, I can see Spain. Honestly, I can see Spain going on with, uh, right. with. Uh, I don't know why seven is stuck in my head, but it doesn't make sense for them to have seven points. Yeah, because you said Germany would have to have nine. Yeah, Germany would have to have nine. So I would see, I would say uh, Spain with the six or five, yeah. if if especially if that if they had a hard time with. I okay, I th- Spain and Germany. I can see Spain losing. Right. Yeah. I can see Spain losing that game, but I wouldn't be surprised, of course, if they won against Germany, right? Um, but let's say they lose that game. I think for sure they're gonna win one of those two games for Costa Rica and Japan. But the right. other, but that other game, oh, good luck. Yeah, good okay, luck. good All luck. Right. Three points they can grab it, but I don't know about the other. I don't know if they're gonna take it. Okay, so that's that's. Um... That's, a, that's I, I mean, Germany is realistically, like realistically speaking, Germany is the, I think is probably going to be the number one squad in that in that group. But you know, I have a feeling that Japan might come in second. I don't know why, but I just it just it's a feeling that I have. Now, should I trust it? Probably not. You know, it's it's most likely going to be Spain. But I, I'm going to say Germany and Japan this year for the for this group stage. Um, I can see Japan going through with the, you know, I feel like they they in the last maybe four to ten years you could, you could see the the uh, the players' performance has caught eyes in in Europe. And so, you know, uh, you can we, see, and, and of course, that translates to the number that, of players that they have. Exactly. And that's, and that's where I'm thinking, you know, is that, you know, that's where it's going to be. Like, and, and like you said, you know, if they're told to do something specific, if they're, if they, if they, if they follow it uh-huh. and, you know, they're diehard, they're diehard. It's either I win or I lose. And if I don't win, I'm going to go home ashamed and whatnot. And that's where it all comes down to for me. I think Japan might come in second. If not, it's going to be like, you know, a last minute kind of thing where it's, you know, somebody blows it. But yeah, that's that's my prediction for, for that. So game. for you, it's Germany first, Japan second. Yeah. For me, it's Germany first, Spain second. All right, everyone. You heard what Ahmed said. You heard what I said. Let's see how it goes. And this is it for Group E. Uh, so we're available on Apple, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Anchor. Uh, iHeart, 
Audible, Amazon, Music, and the rest of the op, uh, podcast platforms. <laughs> anyway, and that's anyway. that for me, Al Basha, anyway. Ahmed. Uh, thank you, everybody, and um, see you Adios. next time. Take care. Bye.